Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it. So how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. Here we are at a yet another podcast episode. And today I have with me a dynamic person. You're just going to find her amazing. Her name is Natalie Osborne, and she is a natural energizer on a mission to leave the world better than she found it. As an engineer, a transformational facilitator and speaker, she's helped positively power a better world by implementing over 500 million in energy efficiency and renewable energy programs to make buildings and homes more sustainable. And she's empowered burnout professionals to recharge their personal energy to fuel success, unplug stress and energize a life they love. As a certified success principles trainer and Franklin Covey facilitator. She's also the co-author of the international bestseller, Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results, and the go-to gal for positively powering your personal energy. She can be reached at her website, natalieosborne.com, and I'll have that in the links. But Natalie, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you here. Julia, thanks so much for having me. I know my background is uh, sounds all diverse. The easier way of saying a lot of that is I have been focused on the energy of all things, buildings, people, organizations, and believe it or not, there's actually synergies between that. I've come to learn that, you know, how I helped clients make buildings more sustainable and those strategies are really similar to strategies we can use to, to power ourselves more efficiently. I love it. I love how you, you've gone from being this engineer to a human engineer. You know, it's just, it's an amazing journey. And so I would love to find out more about your journey. Like what brought you to you know, Jack Canfield, because, you know, I've taken that class, you know, on the certified trainer as well. And then we went, just went through another class with Michelle Soro together. So how have you come to this, this point in your life? Yes. So I actually, I grew up in Michigan and my father, he's an astronomer. He taught at the university here, central Michigan. And uh, my mom, she was actually from Switzerland. Um, so kind of really social, energetic, parents feel really fortunate to have how I grew up, but I grew up in this little tiny brick house and I shared a room at the end of the hall with my sister. And it was in the seventies, Jimmy Carter, sweater, <laughs> sweater, wet, sweater, weather, gosh, tongue tied there. And so my sister was the early riser. I like to sleep in. So more often than not, when my parents were like, who left the light on in the bedroom? I, I 
would do what I felt like was hundred mile march down the end of the hallway to my bedroom to turn off the light. Right. So I always tell my parents, you're, it's all of that house. And you guys that got me into energy and energy efficiency. And so I went up to Michigan Tech where I got an engineering degree. And I don't know, just always been naturally curious. As I said, my dad was a university professor. My mom actually worked in a school. So grew up around educators, a lifelong learner. So that brought me to personal growth and development. And, and it's funny because as I was younger, I always had this disconnect, right? Like studying with Jack Canfield and doing the personal growth work was kind of like my secret life outside of my corporate world <laughs> uh, in energy and doing the things that I was doing. But these tools and strategies that I've learned, like taking responsibility for your life, you know, setting your goals, visualizing, you know, they were positively powering my career. You know, they were helping me get the jobs I was going after, helping me with serve my clients, you know, differently and more fully. And, and, you know, the more I, you know, started thinking about it, the more I realized that everything's energy, right? I've, I've just been an energy gal through and through. And it took me, gosh, uh, a number of years to actually see that intersection that, you know, these tools and strategies that we can use to make, you know, buildings more efficient, right? Measuring where you are, setting a baseline, knowing where you want to go are similar to what we do with personal growth and development, right? Hmm. Looking at where I'm at, what's working, what's not working, what I want to change. So, and that's, of course, you know, being into personal growth and development uh, was excited because uh, in 2011, I had the opportunity to go through the Jack Canfield's Train the Trainer program. And, you know, here I am an engineer at the time and managing this uh, energy program for renewables for solar energy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to get accepted to this program. There was this application, you know, I'm not a speaker. I'm not an author. You know, I wasn't at that time. And you know, I'm like, but I really want to take this course just from the personal development standpoint. I love this book, The Success Principles. You know, fingers crossed, I'm going to go for it. And sure enough, I was accepted to the program and, you know, just shifted my world. And I realized that going through that certification, you know, that I wanted to do more with powering individuals, you know, really sharing that gift. And so I've now done that for the last, you know, since 2011. And so 2012, I've been doing it as a personal coach. I've also been using it a lot in my corporate career. I started bringing it in, managing my teams and, you know, as a people manager or working with my my team to share those strategies. So that's how it's all kind of evolved. So I, I always I playfully call myself an engineer. I think it's a funny story. But you know, now I'm to the point where I'm like, it's there's such an intersection. It's not a disconnect. I'm more brave about owning it. And I'm just blessed because I actually get to do this work and share it with energy companies. I go into energy service companies and help them with personal growth and development strategies. And they love it because I also have this 20-year tenure doing projects. So I understand what they go through on a day-to-day basis. Oh, absolutely. So you have the inside, you know, all the the lingo. And I remember when we were talking about when we got together and say, Hey, you want to be on this podcast? And you, what did you say about like some of the, the electro, you know, the engineering lingo that you would say? Yeah, I use. So a lot when I work with my clients, you know, we're engineers, we know energy, you know, and so, and when I'm talking with coaching clients, I always say, you know, I'm going to take you back to high school physics. We're going to talk about the simple circuit. Right. And you know, really framing that up and that, 
we all have this amazing unlimited capacity and potential inside of us, right? And, you know, by making choices in our life, taking responsibility, looking at what we want to do, we can activate this power switch, right? What we say yes to, what we say no to. And those choices we make and those decisions we make on, you know, our mindset, our thoughts, our actions, you know, they fuel, you know, how we go through life and how we strengthen our ability to overcome resistance, right? Because life, you know, we're going to face resistance, you know, it's, it's not always a charmed life. You know, sometimes when you look back, you feel like, it's, at least I do, I feel like all these resistances I went through at the time, they were really sticky, messy, but then I see the gift in them, right? And how they're bringing me to where I am. And then those light bulbs, that's the final part of the simple circuit, right? And, you know, what are the light bulbs, the goals, the dreams, the desires that you really want to light up, light up and charge your supercharge your life with? And so in, in the chapter I authored for the book, Ignite Your Leadership, I, I talk about that in terms of powering your personal energy and being grounded in, in your own KW or kilowatts. So in the energy industry, it's kilowatts. And so KW and my powering personal energy world are just getting clear on knowing who. So KW, know who, know what, and knowing why, right? So that's, that's how I uh, weave uh, the engineer side of me into the personal growth and development and share that with clients. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect. I love it. And, and, you know, I'm a heart math trainer as well. And we talk about how the body is its own energy system, you know, so when you're depleted, you need to renew, recharge. And, you know, so it's, it's so important, you know, that self-awareness, like you said, you the know the what, the why, just to help you navigate your journey and, you know, to look back on your, on your journey and say, you know, yes, they were, they were sticky obstacles and, and things, but I said, learn the lesson. I, I got the peace from that, you know, I, I, I worked through that. I, I got to a point where I can see it as a gift. Like you said, sometimes it's not always easy, right? Like sometimes you're caught in that loop, right? Just like a circuit, like sometimes <laughs> you're short circuited for a little longer than you want to be. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. And it, and it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, I'm, I'm done on this, on this roller coaster ride or the, the, the carousel, you know, the mm-hmm. merry-go-round. Let, let me get off, you know, let me light that bulb. And, yeah. And, and you yeah. probably find this with your heart math work, right? It's like, there's this whole uncertainty, right? Like even energy, you know, when in our homes, right? You flip the switch, the power comes on, the lights come on, right? But we don't really think about all the things behind the scenes. And, you know, electricity is kind of this invisible force, right? I mean, it shocks us when we, you know, accidentally, (laughs) you know, play around with the wires differently. So we feel it in that way, but it's not something you see. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, as we look at our own personal growth and development, there's tangible things that we see, but in the moment, sometimes there's a lot we don't really see. And where I'm kind of going with this is maybe with the heart math work you've done, you've seen this, is that our intellectual brain sometimes gets in the way of this kind of brain where we need to just uh, focus, kind of let go of the what's actually going on in the moment and trust the uncertainty of the process. Mm. Yes, yes. Trust and surrender. A lot of a lot of personal development work is just switching, needing to know what my next step is to okay, I'm going to just step out and I'm going to trust and I will be, you know, 
I will be guided. I will, I will get to that next step because I'm adaptable. Whatever it is that you're thinking, you're, you're, you know, whatever lexicon you use, you know, as far as if you're right brain or left brain, but, you know, knowing that I'll have the tools when I get to the next obstacle, I'll know what to do. I'll know, I'll have that guidance or the ability to navigate that. And yeah, so it's, it's just, I love, I love how you're pulling all of this together because well, and as an engineer, that wasn't easy for me, right? We love mm-hmm. to control things. We love to solve the problem, like letting go and, and letting that trust that that was not an easy process for me. And when I first got into this work, and I just shared this in a, a newsletter I had, but, you know, kind of the whole process of visualization, right? Like I, intellectually got that, hey, you know, if you set your mind to something, have a goal, you can go after it, achieve it, right? And then I'm in this space with Jack Canfield and other trainers and folks that were much more connected than I was at the time. And they're talking about how they're manifesting all these amazing things and, you know, visions are coming to them in meditations. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really woo-woo, right? I don't, I don't get this. My engineer brain is like, no, you can't just sit cross-legged under a tree and attract things to you. And it's, it's taken me a long time to, to realize that there is power in stilling the mind, uh, letting go of those thoughts and trusting that unknown versus controlling it. And, and so for a long time, I used this mantra, and I actually still use it today, is, you know, Natalie, let go of being right to find out what's left, right? Like just trust mm. the mm. process. And, you know, recently, you know, I had this crazy experience where, you know, uh, what I wrote in my newsletter was like, I went from woo-woo to wow, like I manifested this house. And you know, and, and that sounds crazy, right? I can't even believe I say that. But there was a house and I've been walking by and, this, you know, for the last year and they've been redoing it and, you know, kind of my style and, you know, got to talking with the owner and, and you know, long story short, I, I bought the house and was able to make that purchase. And then I went to my vision board and I saw this picture of this house that I pulled off the internet and the picture of the house I bought and they're strikingly similar, right? And I was like, do, 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 all this stuff that, you know, you know, and, you know, back in 2011, my early self-development days, I would have been like, oh, that's too woo-woo. And, you know, now I'm just amazed by it. <laughs> I remember seeing the picture that you put on the Facebook group of the house that you had on your vision board and the house that you bought. And I was like, wow. And then you're saying, yeah, I can see doing this and this, you know, to the, the columns on the porch and, and then it's even going to look more like the house that you put up on your vision board. So it is. And, and I think like what gets people held up with this manifestation is that you have to go out and do the work for it. Right. It's not just like you said, you know, sitting under a tree and things are going to come to you. You have to actually like see it and work at it and see yourself attaining it, but doing the work to get there. You know? Right. And, yeah. So. And, and that's, that's, you know, where the disconnect was for me, right? Because there's work involved. There's a timeline you can't trust, right? Like, you know, an engineer like myself, like I want to know the timeline. I want to know the deadline. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to control that process. And, you know, I've had to learn to let a lot of that go. And even with the house, you know, I made an offer. They said, no, it's not going to work. It's, you know, and so I said, okay, we'll let it go. And, you know, a month and a half later, they come back and say, are, are you still interested in the house, right? And, and it had to work on its own process, its own timeline. 
And that I think were with some of the hiccups and the resistance, you know, mm-hmm. when I talk about resistance from my own personal story is, you know, understanding that I can't control the timeline all the time. Things are working for you, not against you, right? And and you bring up a great point. And I know that Jack says this and other teachers that we all say this, right? But you know, the law of attraction, satisfaction, right? These words have action in them. Mm. It means you can't just sit and wait. There's actions you have to take, ways you have to be, you know, ways you've got to continue to keep moving forward, energizing that circuit, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So how did you navigate through your own blockages? What are the, te- did you, do you have any techniques or? For me, it was you know, being an engineer, it was testing it, right? And initially setting out to prove it wrong, right? (laughs) This visualization stuff isn't going to work. I'm going to prove it, right? And, you know, I'm going to, you know, visualize my ideal parking space. Oh, that's just coincidence. Someone happens to be pulling out of the spot, right? You know, you can write those things off. But a lot of it for me was learning how to settle my mind, that overactive, overthinking mind. And, you know, really start getting into the flow, you know, trusting the meditation, you know, quieting myself down. And it was super uncomfortable, right? Wanting to control all those things. But I've come to learn and and a lot of it's practice. I don't get it right every day. There's still days I want to, you know, energize the circuit, speed things along. But by practicing those things and then seeing the compound effect of it all, like year over year, you know, things that I didn't think were working or moving in the right direction at the time, you know, and taking time to reflect back and seeing how those pieces come together and how those compound effects expand over time, right? And that, mm-hmm. in essence, is, you know, what got me to trust. And on the visualization thing, one of the things that got me to trust it is, um, and I was um, I was taking this boot camp class and I could barely do push-ups and you know at first and you know we had these physical fitness tests where we had to do you know push-ups sit-ups in a, like two minutes and so I'm like all right it was one of my tests and so I said all right I'm gonna do this visualization with the push-ups I'll do the physical push-ups every day in my class and you know Jack Canfield had shared this study where they'd taken students with basketballs, right? And they had done a baseline and then they had them practice, uh, one group practice uh, physically throwing basketballs, one group visualized throwing basketballs and one group do nothing. And then after 30 days, they came back and, and measured the results and the groups that physically practiced and visualized, you know, had similar results. So I said, okay, I'm gonna use that as a baseline. And they didn't do the test where you did both and, right? What's that gonna do? So we had this physical fitness test and I could do about, you know, 55, 57 pushups. And we, I knew another one was coming up, you know, in about six weeks. I said, all right, I'm going to continue to practice my pushups. And then after class, maybe do them against the stairs in my house and do a couple extras during the day. But every night before I went to bed between those two fitness tests, I set a timer for two minutes and I visualized doing push-ups and I'd count them out loud in my head as I was doing that, you know, smelling the grass as I was coming down to the grass, you know, feeling the burn in my arms, you know, throat getting a little dry because you want a glass of water, you know, all those sensations, you know, hearing the, my partner who'd be counting, counting, even though I was doing it in my head. And, you know, I noticed over that time period, I started getting to be over 60 in those two minutes. Right. And then I was getting around 70. I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, my score is going to improve. Well, the day of the test came 
And, you know, our instructor, who is a former army drill instructor, that's how we had all these PFTs and things. You know, he calls time. I do my push-ups. When they called two minutes time, I had done one minute in, I had done over 60. And that's when I started slowing down. I was like, wow, I, I you know, beat my 50 some odd goal. I'm going to wow. get to my range. You know, I'm thinking 75. You know, I only have to do a couple now. I just have to keep doing bursts. Well, when the two minutes was called, I'd done 102 push-ups. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I was, right. My partner was like, what just (laughs) happened? Right. We'd call each other by last name. And she's like, holy crap, Osborne, you know, and instructor came over. He's like, what's, you know, how many Osborne do? She's like 102. He's like, no, no. He thought we were joking. She's like, no, seriously. I just counted them. And I was just baffled. Right. And I thought, wow, there's something to this. If I can do this with push-ups, what else can I do this with? So I started playing more with it and, and, you know, using the social proof and, you know, and it doesn't always work perfectly, of course. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's like you come at, come at it. Sounds like with that beginner's mind or that child's mind of just yeah. like, let's see what, it, what happens. Let's, you know, I'm, I don't have any expectation. I'm just going to go with it and see what the results are. And I, it is. it's, it, I think that's the magic right there is, is letting go of the expectation and, or wanting to prove it wrong, you know? <laughs> it, it is. I, and I've always kind of been, I've always had a playful spirit and, you know, folks always say, oh, you're such like a childlike grown up. And, and I think it's that curious mindset, but that's part of, I think, a foundational core of what I call being positively powered is continue to stay curious, continue to ask the questions, you know, find things that bring you joy, you know, look at how kids are doing things in the world and, and not be afraid to take a moment to do some things that, you know, fuel yourself, right? To bring you joy, energize yourself. And, you know, you're aware, you know, Jack has that incredible exercise where you make a list of like 20 energizers, you know, things that you love to do. And then you kind of track, are they, are they things you can do for free or not a lot of money? Or is it like a vacation that you have to plan and, you know, somewhere you want to go and you mark these things off with different categories. And then when you're feeling like you need a little bit of a boost, right? You can go to this list and and pull something from your list and, you know, really encourage yourself to find things on that list to do regularly, daily, weekly, right? Because something like popping on your favorite song and dancing or just singing out loud takes no time, you know, doesn't cost anything and can shift your state and your mind in a few minutes. Absolutely. That's one thing that my husband and I have done during this whole pandemic is, you know, while we're doing the dishes at night, you know, just have Alexa play this, play that. And we're like dancing. The one night we're in the kitchen for an hour and a half. It's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's like eight o'clock. But it was fun. It just, you know, just to, like you said, just kind of clear things out and and recharge and, and renew. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people now need. And, you know, as we're coming out of this pandemic and hopefully coming out of it, you know, is to be able to to renew ourselves and, and recharge and and kind of clear out that the funk of, of just not being connected to each other. And in that moment, right, when you were dancing and doing the dishes and listening to a song you love and doing that with your husband with who you love, right, there's so much joy and simple pleasure in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. a great dancer. So he's teaching me how to how to do the salsa and the merengue. And like, that's what we were doing last night. I'm like, all right, we, we need to do this more often, like every every other day, whatever, you know, so yeah, but just finding those, those moments of bliss and, 
and letting it infill you mm-hmm. is, is just a, such a key thing to to really come back to at at a, the moment when you feel you start to feel yourself what I what I call getting pulled out of your peaks, you know, yep. getting pulled out of that that center, and you know, the more that we are aware of it, the more we'll become aware of it, you know. And I would tell that to my massage clients for for years, you know, just like you know, they would I would do a lot of chair massage for corporations, and you know, a lot of people had shoulder pain or forearm pain just from sitting, you know, at the computer. And I said, you know, just do shoulder shrugs. Mm. And the more often that you do it, you're going to realize more often that you need to do it, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm feeling tight again. And let me, let me, you know, do something for my body. So that, I mean, physically that works, you know, not only physically, but it works mentally and emotionally as well. You know, all those levels of being it's, we really need to become self-aware of when we're getting stressed or depleted or any of those things, just like, you know, we need to recharge ourselves. Yep. And And, yeah. Yeah. No. And thank you for that, Julie. I'm like, Oh, shoulder shrugs. I'm going to have to remember that, especially now when you're on the computer, especially zoom. I was like, you know, just trying to do those like little stretches here and there. And, you know, I would tell people to, to put a, uh, put a timer on your phone and, you know, like every hour, every 20 minutes, whatever it is. And then just say like, okay, I want to do a stretch now. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I know people that literally sit on a computer and not move for 10 hours. And it's like, you, your body can't do that. You, you really need to get up and move. All this technology, right. And it's supposed to make our life easier, freer, but now we're like plugged in, wired on, we're not moving. We're more sedate. And it- like we've got yeah. to play more, unplug. And and I loved, I, on social media, someone had posted something. It's like, you know, everything works better if you just unplug it once in a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's not working, turn it off. And turn it yep. back on again. Yeah. yourself. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the tagline. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And I was just saying this to my accountability partner because I choose another Jack Canfield. She went to one of his trainings. So, so we've been doing this accountability partner for over a year now. I had her on a couple episodes ago, a few episodes ago now. Um, Kim Pace, she came up with, you know, we were, well, we were talking about how, you know, we need to, to kind of like being while doing, you know, all these different things that we've come up with. And the one thing that I, I was saying to her was, you know, how, like go back a hundred years ago, how long did it take to write a letter? You know, like whether it's like, I want to order X amount of this, you know, and then you have to physically mail that to the, uh, the person. They have to write their response. They have to mail it back to you, send it back to you. It would take weeks, you know, and now, now we, we can do that in a moment's notice. And if we don't get a response back in five minutes, it's like, ah, oh, you know, where like, what's going on? Why, why haven't I gotten a response? And so, it's stressful and it's anxious, right? And then we start questioning our self-worth and, and there's no reason for that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I we all we, do it. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to like, just like, okay, this, we, that instant gratification that, 
you know, the microwave mindset or the MTV yep. mindset where things have to happen in three minutes or they're, they're yeah. not worth it. You know, it, it's just like that whole mindset really is, I think, the one gift of this pandemic is mm-hmm. that we're starting to kind of come back to like, let's just slow down. We don't need to, you know, have a, a meeting where everybody runs into the office to have a meeting. You know, it's like, that's the one thing about now is like, okay, I can have a meeting in my office in my basement wearing my my fleece pants and my fleece socks and not have to like get all dressed just for a meeting, you know? Like it takes a lot of that extra pressure off of daily living. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things that we can come to, you know, a sense of difference of, of just kind of navigating the world a little bit easier. Yeah, and I I agree with you. And I think, you know, in that slowing down too is allowing us to reconnect with our own power, right? Mm. Our own unique, authentic selves that we are, right? And for each of us, it's completely different. And, you know, it's, you know, our power, it's like our P, our potential that, you know, I mentioned inside of us, the different opportunities, oh, that we choose to pursue, the wisdom that we all carry that's unique to each of us with, you know, our different upbringings, the way we've been educated, you know, hard knocks, life lessons we've learned, E, you see where I'm going with this, E, <laughs> the effort and our actions we talked about, the effort you exert, the actions that you're taking, right? And then that are that responsibility you take. And I think as we Take that responsibility for honoring who we are in our own superpower and taking a moment to pause and say, hey, who am I? And what have I created? And what have those successes in my life been? You know, even if they're small, like, you know, hey, I, you know, managed to get a hot meal on the table today when I didn't feel like it after 10 back-to-back Zoom meetings today, right? Like, Mm. you know, celebrate that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, just in this slowing down in this pause, I, I like you, it's like, I really do hope it's a reset for our society and our world. And that, you know, let's look at what's truly important. How can we be a more peaceful, you know, world, more peaceful community? How can we, you know, find ways to thrive differently, right? How can we slow down, but still speed up on those things that, that we want to attract, you know? You know, energy, it's like energize the dreams and hopes that we want and, and unplug a little bit more from those stressors. And that doesn't mean we're going to let go of stressors completely, right? You need a, you know, even a circuit needs resistance to light up a light bulb, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. But, yes. But how, you know, how, like, how can we go about and do that more efficiently and more effectively so that, you know, all of us are energized in the ways where we're letting our own light shine and, and, and empowering our lives in the way that we want? Wonderful. I love it. And it's such a a good message for this time that we're in, you know, and I always said that this, this time, you know, especially 2020, but moving forward from there is this, this is not a breakdown of our society. It's a breakthrough and we can make it into a society that we want, you know, if, if the more of us that are coming from a sense of joy and peace and love and gratitude and all that fun stuff, if we can move that out into, into the world, we, if we can amplify that out, then mm-hmm. we will create, like you said, I mean, it's, it's energy. It just, it, it doesn't, there's no expectation. It just, it does what it does. So the more right. of us that 
energized with love and joy and kindness and, and gratitude, then the more the society will shift. Because if right. we are if we are society, then we can change it. And I think it's important to note, right? Like, you know, we run, I mean, there's direct current energy, of course, but there's, you know, for the most part, you know, we run alternating current, which is, you know, an up and down sine wave, right? An up and down wave. And, and yeah, it'd be great if everything was 100% positive all the time, but it's not going to be, we're going to have to go into those dips and, and allowing ourselves to, to when we are in those dips, you know, breathe you know, look at how that might be an opportunity for how it's working for us or allowing us to process an emotion or have that breakthrough that we need to have so that we can come back up on the upswing and that positivity and, and understanding that that's how energy needs to flow and, and, and move, you know, and, you know, when someone's down and out or grief or something like that, it's, it's discounted, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. And to allow yourself to honor that emotion and that energy so that you can actually release that energy and move through that energy versus letting it get stuck to a point where then it becomes, you know, a really catastrophic or negative energy that's that's really harmful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I I completely agree with you. I mean, to hold on to grief or sadness or anger is it, it destroys the pot that it's in. You know, it, it's so to feel it and to release it. And, you know, it, to me, it's like a peeling of an onion, you know, it's sometimes you get a little bit out and then, and then you can go about your day and then, you know, something else happens and a little bit more comes out and then a little bit more comes out. And then it's like this cathartic release that it's like, okay, now I am, I'm not holding on to that anymore. And that's, that's the, the one thing that in my course that I put together is, you know, really looking at those things from a deep level and, and pulling them out so that you're not putting your energy into holding things back, you know, holding back grief or holding, you can actually let that go and use that energy for something else. Exactly. Know? And taking that onion analogy a little further, right? You're peeling back those layers of onion, but you know, whether or not you like onions, that's, that's, I don't want to get to that. You know, some people love them, some people hate them, but you know, but you know, onions are used a lot to flavor a meal and really bring out an aroma and, you know, create a really amazing, abundant, like abundant, um, <laughs> aromatic meal. Right. Mm. But, you know, in chopping up those onions, you know, sometimes you're crying, right? You get there, right? And it's, you know, and it's not always comfortable. The eyes start to sting. And, you know, that's akin to, you know, life a little bit is sometimes in order to get to that goodness, you know, you've got to kind of get to get through that sting, you know, get through those little shocks and sparks in life. Right? Oh my God, you're wizard. You're just, oh my God, I love this. I love it. Oh man. yeah, that's it. This the engineer, uh, engineered energy gal in me. I just can't get out of it. It's it's who I am. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Don't don't let it go anywhere. So, final question: mm -hmm. If the world were a perfect place right now, what would it look like to you? I think, and I, I you know, it's I. It, uh, first, I'll start with kind of a question back: Is the world not a perfect place already? Mm. Right. That's just something to think on. But I, you know, in terms of, 
you know, an absolute perfect place yeah. and what the world or what I would want the world to look like is for me and, and why I do the work I, I do is, you know, let's create a world where there's more of us that are living in our authentic selves, being on purpose with what we want to be doing, not afraid to share who we are, our good, our bad, and our ugly with each other, a world that's more accepting of that with each other and respectful, right? You know, and here in the States, right, 2020 was a brutal year, not just with the pandemic, but, you know, I think politically as well. And, you know, there were a lot of conversations that were just shut off before they started because of how folks felt politically and and relationships and families being divided over these things. And, And that's not to say that we all have to agree, but, you know, how do we create a world where we can disagree, still be respectful, understand that, you know, just like energy, you need those peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, different frequencies to make (laughs) the world work, you know, ideally. There are things that I'm up to and that I need to be here to serve. There are things that you're up to that you need to do to serve. And those are going to sometimes complement each other. And sometimes they're not going to complement each other. And there's people out there that may not resonate with either of our frequencies, but they're also valuable because their energy is needed for what they're here to do, what their purpose is. And I really do believe that, you know, each and every one of us does have value. We do have a potential inside of us, a purpose and a reason for being here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And it it is so true because even if somebody comes into your life that is irritating or frustrating, like you said in the beginning, use that as an opportunity to learn and to find a gift in that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just really, I love it. Love everything that you said right there is just beautiful. Well, and even with those individuals, if you need to unplug from their energy, that's okay if you know, because that allows them to plug into the people that they need to be around to feel their energy in the way they need to feel it, right? So we've got to look at, you know, how we're we're all doing that in the world. And to kind of sum it up of the perfect world, you know, I could say, hey, it's, you know, I used to live in San Diego. So maybe the perfect world would be the perfect San Diego beach weather each and every day. And everybody's happy and, and, you know, loving their life and, you know, yeah, cruising on their beach cruisers, laughing, you know, playing in the waves and sand, or, you know, if that's not their style, they're, they're heading out to the the desert or the mountains to do what they like to do. (laughs) Love it. Feet in the field, all that good stuff. Yes. Oh, well, Natalie, I, I just, I love your energy, <laughs> you know, and um, I love how you've, you've married your two, your left brain, your right brain, and all of the things in between. And it's, it's just, um, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I think, you know, you helping your clients getting to this, this point of, of really living their authentic self is, is so needed right now. Well, Julia, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate you having me here. And if if you're okay, if folks are interested, if if you wouldn't mind sharing a link, I I have a weekly email called the Friday Fuel Up. It's just three simple tips, uh, one to fuel success, one to unplug stress, and one to energize life. And and I actually capitalize the F in fuel, the U in unplug, and the N in energize because it's a little simple reminders that when we feel up a little bit more fun in our lives, we positively power ourselves differently and, you know, are able to energize those lives and careers that we really do and love. Yeah. 
Awesome. And that link will be in the show notes. So you can reach Natalie that way, get into her world because her world is pretty awesome. And I just thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing. And it's so needed. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. And remember to ask yourself, what am I feeding the field? Until next time.